Uh, you gotta snip that thing. <laughs> I've ruined your guys' podcast because everything I do is just video related only. Maybe we should start the live stream. Yeah, YouTube show. There we go. Hello and welcome back to the SSFL podcast. This is episode 22. Um, what a week. I'm here with all the regulars. Uh, the third best team in the league. Tony, how you doing? Oh, based on power rankings. Power week. rankings. Uh, You're yeah. not the first best because you lost. That's true. Um, yeah, just happy to be here. Having a good time. Glad we got a loss out of the way early. Uh, Eric, how's it going? Uh, surprisingly good. Surprising. Blue Jays are like five innings of Mariners being bad away from clinching uh, home field. Eagles 4-0. Eagles 4-0. And uh, last but not least, Kevin, how are you feeling today? You look crappy. I don't look, I'm not crappy. I just, uh, Oilers got seven minutes to score one more goal against like an AHL Canucks team. So <laughs> I am, I am tracking that as well. Well, our football podcast has already covered both hockey and baseball, so we're doing well. Diversify your assets. <laughs> um, it was a really bad week for the pod in one uh, regard. We uh, really bombed the prop bets, didn't we? I don't think it was close. I was 10 yards off my line for uh, I was I was Lamar. one throw away from mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was one rush away from mine, too. <laughs> I was one Javante Williams knee ligament away mm. from a touchdown. I actually heard it was multiple tears. Mm. Yeah, he yeah, tore two. That's true. I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt that he could have done it without the LCL. <laughs> it's not as important as the other one, I've been told. Uh, both 0-3 teams finally putting something on the board. It's good to see everyone you know participating in the season. I think that there was a good chance that if Harsh lost, he would have quit. So that's Harsh, nice. He was in a dark place. He was. He actually, uh, he finally got a good game from. Um, Broncos from country, let's ride. <laughs> Shouldn't feel that good. He's going to play the best team in the league next week, and he's going to be one and four. So. Speaking of which, uh, Harsh texted me before this, and Kevin, he would like you to know that you are participating in a shotgun bet for your game next week against Harsh. Okay. Broncos country, let's ride. All right, no problem. <laughs> what is the bet? Wait, Just what, the sorry, game? Eric, was that part of the quote you had to say, Broncos? Yeah, that okay, was part I, of the I, quote. I, I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. I welcome all challengers. Is the shotgun bet just win or lose? Is that it? That's my interpretation. It wasn't incredibly specific. I think the funniest part was Jay being the first official user user of the Marco Tool rule. Mike came close a couple times, but managed to also screw up the rule that we made for him. <laughs> so <laughs> glad to see it working out. Yeah, what does everyone feel about the first implementation of the Marco Tool rule? This feels like exactly what it was designed for, and I think yeah. it worked appropriately. I agree. I I'm happy it didn't matter. But I'm still glad that, like, it kind of worked in the way that, like, Harsh wasn't just like, okay, we get a free game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he still was punished in the sense that he didn't get to put his 
like the obvious backup, which would have been Mark Ingram. Not that Mark Ingram had like a big game, but that would have been the better play. He had to pick up some Hammenegger off the waiver wire and play. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it, fantasy Twitter was kind of going off about it. It seemed like the majority of people were being um, hard asses about it and saying that you shouldn't be able to switch out Camara. But I don't know. I think that's kind of stupid. Because again, like I think it all comes back down to um, if he's on a buy, they don't lock into your lineup. So I I'd, I'd like being inactive to me feels like the same like the same thing. They should it just makes yeah. no sense. It'd be nice if the app honestly would just be like, oh, this person's out, and just automatically ping them out of your lineup. Yeah, and just leave that spot empty on your bench. It'd be nice if it could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably part of the fantasy Twitter thing a little bit is that the majority of fantasy Twitter is in Eastern time. And so they're looking at it. This is a 930 start. Mm. You could have gotten up and checked. It's a little bit different for us. Mm-hmm. It's classic. Um, they're just mad because West Coast is the best coast for sports. Absolutely. Yeah. No question. And so they try to take it out on us whenever they can. Um, kind of shameful. Yep. I'm curious what everyone thinks about the other rule changes. Um, especially, I think daily waivers is probably the biggest rule change. I'm enjoying it, actually. I like it. Uh, I think it takes like the the daily kind of like tinkering or perusing out, like the you know what I mean, where you're like, oh, gotta add this guy or whatever. You can kind of just peruse quickly at night, put in a claim if you like someone, and then you get like a you get that little waiver claim rush in the middle of the week which you don't always get and it's kind of nice you know that little thursday morning mm-hmm. waiver claim mm, feels good i enjoy waking up and just like scrolling through the waivers mm-hmm, exactly see what other people are up to it's interesting honestly actually that's like a thing that i really like oh murray market national uh, i'm gonna finish this thought quick i really like that it shows me who everyone's adding mm-hmm. no free plugs <laughs> <laughs> You guys hear me? Yeah. Sure can. How's it going? Great. How are you guys? Can't complain. You know, this is the kind of energy that we expect <laughs> as well. We brought you on, Justin. Do you want to start with the shotgun or do you want to, you know, dance well, around? First, I want to ask, I want to ask Anthony something. Okay. <laughs> I got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Terrible podcasting, but I brought a uh, a deep cove pale ale. Sorry here. for for those for those listening at home on non visual media. Uh, Jay has a looks like a zucchini. Is that a zucchini, Justin? Yeah, I went downstairs about ten minutes ago because I thought it'd be a good idea, and I saw fresh BGC in the crisper in the fridge. <laughs> I was pretty excited. So uh, it's going to be my talking stick for the remainder of the podcast, or as long as you guys will have me on. But let me uh, do this really quickly before we get going here. What was the shotgun bet again? Uh, Travis Ebner touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, shoot your shot, but come on. I take my swings. You got to believe in your guys. Okay, this is a bad beer to shotgun because there's a sleeve of plastic on it and I didn't puncture it with my tooth. Yeah, you, what is happening off screen there? Jay has tried biting the can about four or five times now with no success. thought we were doing the zucchini. And the Oilers scored. There it is. Kevin, it's preseason. 
Yeah. All right. They still have overs. You can still gamble. <laughs> <laughs> and and there he goes. A silent shotgun. I think he did he mute himself? Did he mute himself? No. Ah. Uh, upright form. Also, he went like straight on with the cannon. That's, there was no that's, angle that's always my form. Straight on. It's good fundamentals. I spelt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, tell us a little bit uh, how you're feeling. Um, I like to live life like a roller coaster. So I ride high with the highs and low with the lows. So after two weeks, I was feeling pretty good. And right now I feel like my team sucks. I'm going to trade everybody. And that's about my, uh, how I'm feeling right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting stance for the team that's placed uh, seventh, maybe eighth in the league, but I appreciate the complete giving up already. Well, I'm not completely giving up. I'm just saying I'm a little, a little nervous. Okay, Didn't... sorry. You, you might want to retake what you just said that because it certainly sounded like you're completely <laughs> giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying I'm a little worried. I'm very worried, and I'm spamming a lot of people for trade offers and hoping a couple go through. Well, you haven't. I haven't got one. I haven't got one. I haven't got one. So Eric, it's because your your guys' team suck. Did you... I haven't oh. got one either. But guys, let's be honest here. When you're looking for trade offers, do you go to the people that know what they're doing first, or do you go and snipe around the edges? <laughs> be real with you're, yourself. You're, you're right opening now. up you sleeper, and you're going first? straight to Van City villain, and you're saying. <laughs> I feel like I've I've sent some offers to some pretty good people that know what they're doing, but I will say I never get upset when Sherryard doesn't message me back because I know he's got thirteen other messages, well maybe twelve from people <laughs> hounding him for anybody on his team. Uh, uh, walk us through the Camara incident. Um, I want to know what what happened leading up to it. How you felt waking up in the morning? What time you actually woke up? Give me the deets. I woke up at nine oh seven. And Dion had already sent me a text about three minutes before you did saying, hey, Kamara's been, uh, is out and you should probably pick somebody up because of that stupid rule that Dion did not vote for. And I said, that's a good idea. So I looked up the projections and I thought maybe Khalil Herbert would get vultured on the goal line. Little did I know that they don't like to go into the red zone. They just like to kick field goals. So (laughs) So that was fun. He got what, like 1.8 points and, and Harsh and Mike were crying about it. In the end, it didn't really matter. So, okay, yeah, fair I'm against the Saints all year. I hope they lose. I hope Kamara does really well, but I hope they go. What are they? Do they have one win or two? Uh, one, I believe. Yeah, so they go one in sixteen, and Eric and I get a top five pick for the Eagles next year. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, also, I don't know about you, Justin, but the Saints, as an Eagles fan, the Saints are one of the teams I like the least. Hundred percent. Yeah, lots of heartbreaking playoff losses mm-hmm. in there. So yeah, I love watching the Saints lose. Um, Justin, I'm curious, who are you looking to trade on your team? Uh, only untouchable is is Mr. Saquon. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I agree with that. So, so you don't have any other good players. So I'm curious, who else are you looking to trade? You know. I've listened to enough podcasts that I knew you'd be like this, but just being in the presence of, <laughs> of the arrogance is something else. I'll tell you that. I got to say, looking at Dallas Goddard scoring, you know, points every week must be nice. Yeah, so Zach Ertz on my bench. Anybody wants a tight end, hit me up. Two top five tight ends. I can't. I, um, I, will, I will die with Kyle Pitts this year. It either happens or it doesn't. That's the that's what's gonna happen. 
you know how sleeper sends you like the like injury reports and sometimes you tap on them and it opens the like chat where mm-hmm. everyone just like yells things into the void <laughs> i tap i tap the corderell one and it's just all people like throw to pits throw to pits throw to pits <laughs> no arthur smith won't allow it um justin i am curious Camara as a whole has been um a little bit disappointing this year how are you feeling about that are you worried um looking to trade him what's your long-term plan there all kidding aside, I'll say this is one of those things where when a guy has like a nagging injury and then they finally like don't play him for a week, it's kind of nice because you just have to bite the bullet for that week mm-hmm. and then hopefully he gets healthy. So I was kind of happy that that happened. I wasn't happy that it happened without them announcing it right before the game, but I'm hoping that he'll be a little bit better going forward because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that remains to be seen. I think they have a pretty good matchup next week every year they play, but I know I have some juicy matchups next week. So I'm, you know. Up on the up and up. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's rib rib injury, so it's the same injury as uh, Herbert, I think. Oh, yeah, a little bit different playing running back with a rib injury than quarterback, I suppose. I mean, have you seen Justin Herbert? He takes as many hits as a running back. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> does their does their team doctor have an active lawsuit against them? <laughs> it's an important question. <laughs> Mr. Murray, uh, Kevin Tate, SSFL Podcast. Uh, just a question in next week. Uh, looking forward. Uh, coming off a tough loss and, and playing one of the bigger jokes in the league, Mike O'Toole coming off a win. How do you feel being the only two two and two teams matched up against each other? Are we the only two two and two teams? Oh, yeah. I say that five times fast. <laughs> I feel pretty good. I mean, Kamara, they're playing the Seahawks. See, I knew we had a juicy matchups. Also, George Pickens getting thrown to from his buddy Kenny Pickett. That is a great connection and he has already been slotted into my starting lineup for next week and a couple of other guys that you see on my team right now won't be there because a couple of trades are going to go through okay so a couple of trades are going to go through is that a can we make a bet what do you want to bet uh, a shotgun that what one trade will go through uh-uh. you said a couple <laughs> at least two perfect you know how many guys are going to be willing to trade like defenses with me just so you'll shotgun yeah i'll take that bet I'll trade defenses with you. Yeah, me too. I already, no problem. I already have the right bucket now. I already had the page open. <laughs> no, they have to be trade genuine trades. Though. We will know. We will know. One shotgun oh. for every trade over two trades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, defenses not included, nor kickers. I, I'll just open up the kicker window as you said that. <laughs> Are you planning on uh, shipping out Rashad Bateman? Possibly. He's got a foot injury right now. Hmm. I'd sell him. But Eric, I'm feeling like Ebner for Zay Jones is a shoe in of a trade. <laughs> I don't think I want that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay, who's your worst player? And I'll give you <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any. None of my players are that bad. Okay, that's fair. As we've said, I got a lot of number twos. As Tyler told me on text, my team is a large number two. No two in, no two in your record. <laughs> that's true that's true i got a d- diversified record have you guys already talked to Monte williams no. no no therapy session hasn't started yet it's one of those like um depending on what happens going forward it might honestly be like a blessing in disguise whoa like, okay one... whoa, whoa, whoa sorry well, like for my fantasy yeah, team yeah, no, that's fine you understand what I'm saying? Like I had Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams mm-hmm. and they were splitting things like 55, 45. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if the like Mike Boone hype is not real, 
and they actually give Melvin Gordon 90% of the work, even if he's only 80% as good as Javante Williams, it's still better for my fantasy team. Eventually, the bet on taking both of those guys is that eventually one of them will have all the work, Mm. regardless of how it happens. So it's one of those like unfortunate situations that might actually be good. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, we talked about the stages of grief last week. Um, so that sounds like just complete denial to me. So you'll... really, like you don't see this as a positive. Like Javante Williams hasn't been good because he's not getting enough work. So, like, what am I supposed to take out of this situation? You actually think I'm going to be worse off now? Yeah, because Javante Williams is a good football player, and Melvin Gordon is maybe an average football player on a on a non functional offense. Okay, and he's sure. not getting ninety. That's he's not going to get ninety percent of the work. He's still going to get like probably sixty five percent because he just is not going to hold up to a whole workload. Um, and didn't he score like negative points this week? He did score negative points this okay. week. Yes, because he fumbled and he got benched. So that's the thing: is like, is he <laughs> going right. to get benched permanently? And then you know, then it's then I'm fucked. Like I am aware of that. Um, but I don't think they're going to bench him for Mike Boone, who's a fifth year running back and has like nine carries in his career. So totally. I'm a hundred percent. I'm hundred percent with Eric on this. You're just being a dick. <laughs> I mean, I think I understand the logic that to me, you know, we throw copium around a lot. That's yes. copium. Okay. To use the words blessing in disguise. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't go that. That's far what I was talking about. That's a little yeah. bit strong. Like I get it. You insured yourself. That's fine to say. It's like a blessing in disguise. I mean, then yeah. if you're going to ask Eric at the beginning of the season, would you rather have both running backs be in a time during the whole season? Or would you have Javante Williams get injured and Melvin Gordon step into the lead role? He'd probably take the latter. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's like, if, you, I, think if I have fair. my perfect situation, I want Melvin Gordon to fumble the way he did and then Javante Williams to not blow out his knee because then maybe he gets the role. But, you know, all things considered, I'd rather have one running back in a one running back system than two in a two. So, yep. And also, I just think, like, Javante Williams has been averaging, like, 10 points a week. I think Melvin Gordon will continue to average 10 points a week. So it's the same thing. Looks like you're the only one, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about rule changes, I threw this out there a couple weeks ago, and I think Jay actually agreed with me, so he's good he's here, but I kind of miss divisions. Agreed. I don't have a good solution, because seven-team conferences kind of sucks, but I feel like with 14 teams, it's harder to, like, watch other games and be like, oh, yeah, I need this person to lose, I kind of want this person to win kind of thing, where with divisions, it's just, or, like, smaller groups of people, it's just, like more fun to sweat other games can, can i ask what the difference to you is between like four player divisions and like two seven player con- conferences like if it, it sounds like a very distinct difference to you i know eric loves the schedule thing and i agree with it i just think it's like more teams to keep track of i think you can't develop rivalries as much in seven player divisions unless you just have like two teams that are consistently the best in the division every year for three years and you'll probably get a rivalry something like that but for the most part, it's going to bounce around. You're not going to develop it, and then also, um, you're just you're not going to play the same team more than once. Like as I said, the schedule thing doesn't make sense with two seven-team divisions. I guess back I, in the I, day, we I, used to do like you play your division at the beginning of the year, you play your division at the end of the season, and there's like more weight to those matchups. 
I would really push back on the whole rivalry thing. I don't think it would take very much for anyone in our league to get in a rivalry pretty quickly with like a couple comments during like the week and to like poke the bear. Yeah, I mean, like, Kenny it's, is it's, everyone's it's, rival. Yeah, it's not it's not like the NHL where like the Kraken need to like beat the Canucks in like some playoff series or something for the Canucks fans to like hate them. It's like if I'm playing Justin, I'm going to tell him like via text message his team sucks and can pound sand anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's the same with fourteen team conference then, or with one league. Like that isn't. What's the difference then? I like I like the conference aspect for exactly what Brendan's talking about about being able to like like rooting for and against people and like sometimes you get like the good the good division. Sometimes you don't. I think it's fun to bitch about it either way. Um, I don't know. I also yeah. I want to withhold judgment until the week fourteen tiebreaker and see how it all works out because I think that could be in just like the big fourteen team conference. With everyone just tie-breaking against each other, that could be that could be special. So I'm just going to... Right now, I don't mind it at all. I don't miss divisions, personally. For the record, even with the tiebreaker week, if we had divisions, you could still do tiebreaker week. And you would just have, like... You'd be having people, like, they're in a tiebreaker for a divisional playoff berth while also simultaneously being in a tiebreaker for the wild card. And, like, depending on how that works, you get some weird-ass scenarios. That's true. That's so true. go ahead, Justin. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, this is why our league's great. Like, this is a great test. We're going to see how it goes. And I agree with Anthony. Like, I, I miss divisions, but I'm willing to just, like, ride up the year and see how week 14 goes. My only thing would be, and I, I don't like it for, like, the depth of rosters and everything, but should we also look at going to 16 teams? Because it is fun to have even more people in the league. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it also makes sense because it's, like, half of the NFL. You have 16 teams, four conferences. You can even have seven teams make playoffs instead of six because that's what the NFL done has done now. So I think there's a lot of like positives. The negatives is like your team blows if you have one injury. I mean, that's already kind of the case. Yeah. I think the trouble is more finding like what two people. Yeah, I, I that's love, like a separate conversation. I loved when we were at 16 teams, it was fun. That's part of the problem, I think. Like I mostly just wanted to complain. Like I think that with 14 teams there isn't really a good solution like yeah i would way rather have four conferences of four mm-hmm. like with 16 but it yep. just like with seven it's so awkward yep totally agree i would 100 percent go to four conferences of four with 16 teams you heard it here first ssfl accepting franchise offers start recruiting um jay before you came on we were talking about the daily waivers i think we all kind of enjoyed it so far curious what your thoughts are on it uh i like it i think it's another good rule because we avoid the stupid anthony is at home because he has a child to take care of but sees that ap is all of a sudden on the waiver wire to be fair we actually haven't solved that problem because when anthony did that last time it was on a monday and it could still absolutely happen yeah you may have specified at the draft but i may have already been it also seven deep at that point specified (laughs) that the reason it was possible is because ap wasn't actually on a team like an nfl team and so he was a free agent and thus never went through waivers in the first place like Odell Beckham and named John Coon. That's correct. Yeah. So you could pick up Odell Beckham right now whenever you wanted. Well, no. During the week, he would still be locked to waivers. But when it's open Sunday, Sunday, Monday, then it could happen. So, like, if it was a Wednesday and AP got signed, you would go through waivers like everybody else because every single person gets locked to waivers during the week. The solution there is just that players that don't, that aren't on teams when the week starts, get locked until Monday. I'm, yeah, but we just don't have a way to do that. So we could we could make that a rule and just have it be like a rule that we enforce, but it just it isn't a thing in the app. That's okay. I mean, if anyone wanted to like pick up Odell Beckham right now, then they're more than welcome. I wouldn't be upset. So What's he projected for next week? 
four hours of rehab. Four hours uh, of the, recruiting. The arena league season started already. <laughs> An IV drip for all the water he refuses to drink. You could take a prop bet <laughs> into what random home field he's going to show up and present himself like a celebrity, like uh, some sort of recruitment tour. Someone said it looks like he's going on like a college campus tour to start the season, like he's going to visit all these teams. And why is he included in all the pregame ceremonies with all these teams? I'm so confused. They're just like letting him walk on the field and stuff. He's not on any Also, how is, he, how is he not going to jail for presenting himself to a bunch of people like that? <laughs> well, see, they only get four weeks off in the NFL. No, that's Antonio Brown. And the BGCs. Hey, you should, yeah. you know, you guys, did you guys see that AB story? No. Yeah. He, certainly. I mean, he, one he, the, the most recent one where he was exposing himself at a, a public pool. No. <laughs> In the picture, they like blurred, they blurred out, you know, the, the BGC, but like, it's quite obvious what it is and it just cracks me up. So is it a situation where like he joined a swim team and then the coach didn't give enough targets so he ripped <laughs> off his jersey and walked off? Threw the speedo at him. Yeah. <laughs> like a little like ding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like we got sidetracked there. Yeah, well. Been guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, do we want to hand out some awards? Get this thing back on track? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have some? Because we, Tony and I tried to look in the pre-show and there is not a lot of stinkers that stuck out to me. Yeah, there wasn't much. Nothing that really cost people any games that I could see. Um, in terms of like a, we need a better uh, term than like start of the week or whatever. But you know, like a like the ballsy, like the big cojones start of the week. The only one that I thought was interesting is that... Um, Sherriar actually uh, has both the Bears and Broncos defense. He started the Bears, and uh, it actually was the difference, four-point difference between the two, and he won by three points. So good on Sherriar wow. for picking the the right one. And, and a sneaky um, Monday night sweat for Sherriar, which at the start of the game looked like it wasn't going to be close, and then Stafford started shitting the bed, and then um, they couldn't tackle Debo Samuel, so... You know, actually, Debo got, didn't he get tackled on like the one yard line? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he that, did. That would have been the difference in the game. So by inches, literally inches, Sherriar survives a heroic comeback. Yeah. Can you give it to Sherriar, though, when he started Jonathan Taylor over Alan Lazard? What a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 carries for 42 yards. I mean, I wish we had Sherry around here. I'm curious what, how he feels about Jonathan Taylor. Cause you guys got to start doing the, the weekly guest. Yeah, if you, you've you tried to organize stuff in the SSFL, okay? It's like herding cats. But you just need a guest booker. You reach out, reach out to their people. Only there was connected. someone in like business and management who is like the figurehead commissioner of our league that could do something like that. <laughs> figurehead. Figurehead's <laughs> generous. <laughs> You want me to book guests for you guys? You know, I can have a little side hustle here. I'll book Sherry R next week. Sure. Yeah. In the uh, in the original rendition of this podcast, we used to have a producer behind the glass, Brandon Murray, too. Maybe we could reach out to him. He was actually behind the couch. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Oh, that goes way back. That goes way back. Yeah, that is a deep cut. 
Um, yeah, but other than that, I didn't think there was any surprise starts that worked out for better or for worse for anyone, unless you guys are seeing something that I am not. Yeah, I mean, if we, as I said in text the other day, I can't understand Harsh's starting James Robinson over mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. But, I mean, I do get that the Jags had a good run defense against coming into the game, so I kind of get it. And he won, so it's hard to do that. But um, I just, this Eagles defense unstoppable. Uh, I don't know how you can start anybody against them. Um, I'm just going to cut the Eagles um jerk off sesh a little short here because i've had enough of that i'm jumping straight to kyle um you know that they're 4-0 and the only 4-0 team in the nfl and kyle started for the second week in a row ramondre stevenson over naheem hines and even though he won that absolutely deserves a tinker stinker he started naheem hines over ramondre stevenson sorry um it's just so baffling that my mind is like trying to autocorrect to the proper thing to do um but yeah he he still barely won probably deserved a loss to be honest but well uh, kyle kyle is german right <laughs> he's probably starting you know he's supporting the roots for nine mine <laughs> yeah i just kyle coming back to the matt ryan well uh, like week after week just it's something. How is it working? I don't understand. I think what we're learning about fantasy this week, this year for quarterbacks, is that ninety um, percent of the quarterbacks will score twenty fantasy points and only twenty fantasy points, and that's exactly what they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no one is zero and four, right? All the zero and three teams both won. Correct. Well, that's yeah. a shame. Six one and three teams, two two and two teams, six three and one teams. Wow. Talk about talk about parity in this league. Yeah, but um, looking ahead to next week, I think we briefly touched on it in the chat, but we have two um, one and three teams going up against each other, do we not? We do. Uh, yep. Eric and James. Yikes. Ooh. How are you feeling? What's the, uh, the mental? It's got to like? be bad. It's got to be bad. Um, I would be scared. James um, got a long weekend this week, I'm assuming. Got the holiday. Working man's coming into the week fresh. Probably got some nice leftovers packed. He's feeling good. Gonna get the oh, job turkey sandos. <laughs> yeah, he's been on vacation for a while. Actually, he took a course through work, which gave him an extra week of vacation. Oh, he is. He went to Arizona for a bit. Yeah, he's, he's like so refreshed. He's dialed in. He's gonna heat up some stuffing, maybe some mashed yeah. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, his team's pretty good. I think. Like, I'm not that worried about my own team compared from last week. Maybe it's just because, like, I finally got a win two weeks ago. I felt like this week was just kind of a down week and that it probably will rebound. But, you know, who knows? I like that it's also coming down to Derek Carr Monday Night Sweat on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that might change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should do it for the storyline alone. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I haven't decided what I'm doing there yet. It's... uh. He's one of those quarterbacks that scores 20 points every week, and that's all he does, except for this week. But you know. Against Kansas City, you got to expect that it'll be a fairly high-scoring game in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Well, kudos, kudos to the NFL for supporting Canadian Thanksgiving with a nice matchup. Yeah, I'm glad it's not a Russell Wilson game. Good Lord. He's on Thursday, isn't he? Yep. Just sick of it. Agreed. I mean, he scored 30 points this week, guys. Come on. 
like 30 fantasy points or yeah i was playing him 30.98 yeah actually so that was almost more than he scored in the first three weeks combined how did he score 30.98 without making any of his skill position players fantasy relevant no sutton scored a touchdown at like 50 sure 50 yards but like touchdown. usually when a quarterback scores 30 points you expect like a 20 point week from a receiver and like he had a, a, he had know, a rushing touchdown too so that's mm. probably why and then, that's just selfish yeah yeah. yeah, I guess like Judy and Sutton were both fine, but like they both had 50 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and those were the best other players on the team. It seems like, you know, should have been more. Enzo agrees. Yeah, he's snoring. Oh, yeah, I thought he'd just shit his pants, but <laughs> be a good metaphor. <laughs> is it true that newborn poop is the same color as the Broncos uniforms? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's pretty close. Yeah? Yeah. It's a little mm. bit greener now, more like the Eagles uniforms. Oh, so Enzo's 4-0 too? No, <laughs> no just his shits. shits. 4-0 for shits. I like it. Trailed uh, closely behind by the 3-1 Giants. Are you scared? About the Giants? I mean, you know, if Saquon Barkley was going to have 2,000 all-purpose yards this year, you know, you got to be a little scared. But for the division, no, no. Question is, are you scared when we play each other in week nine? <laughs> is that no week nine? What we as in the 49ers? No, 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 you and I we play each other in week 13. That's when you should be scared. Yeah, sorry, week nine I play Sherry R, so definitely not scared. <laughs> oh, I already have that one marked in your calendar, eh? He had Char's team up already for the uh, trade <laughs> yeah, offers, <already> perusing <laughs> the wares and went thrift shopping. Anthony, overall psyche of uh, coming down to earth and breathe, breathing the air with the rest of us peons. And uh, are, are, is there any comments on where your character is going to go from here? Uh, wow, there's a lot of questions to answer all at once. Um, you know, I'm I'm really just wanted to ask, like, are we ready to say Tony's team is washed? Hundred percent. You know, opponents have been putting up big weeks against me. Fourth week in a row, my opponent broke triple digits. Fourth week in a row, I broke triple digits. Um, I know those chintzy wins will come later in the year. So I think statistically, I got through the toughest kind of quarter of the schedule, three and one, expecting the numbers, the uh, points against to start coming down. So I'm feeling pretty good overall. Um, What can I say? I ran into the Austin Eckler um, market correction game. Uh, Bad luck with Jeronji Swift being out. So Jamal Williams ran all over the Seahawks and Lamar Jackson played in a rainstorm. So these are things that happened. It's fantasy football. I'm, I'm actually happy to be down, you know, perusing kind of like the gas town area of the league, um, seeing how the other half lives. I uh, came down from the um, West Vancouver from the British properties there just to take a look. Maybe I'll get some nice, some nice um, food, go find something to eat, like a little hole in the wall. See how you guys are doing. So Tony, what stage of what stage of grief would you say you're in at this point? Um, I'm saying denial firmly stage? in the denial stage. Yeah, I think I'm running into a little bit of a trap game here, three and one up against the one and three Brandon. Oh, you know, just gotta stay on it. The cornered, injured animal game. Keep on trucking. That's when they're the most dangerous. Um, that's actually a big week for Brandon, who I feel like has had a rough start to the season frankly 
He's at an all-time low morale-wise. I was driving home with him today. Yeah, he was he was not liking it, but you know what? Yeah, he's got a couple of good matchups coming up. The next station is Edmonds to uh, seven <laughs> points if he gets a touchdown, but that's kind of what you're hoping for with that guy. <laughs> what happened to his running backs? Am I missing something here, or did he just not draft good ones? I mean, he drafted Aaron Jones, and then... Was he he was really relying on Chase Edmonds to being like an RB two, eh? Yeah, I think he took him in the fourth round, so that yeah. was like a, a big swing. The Tony Pollard experience, I mean, I don't know how many times I need to warn Brandon that it's just not gonna happen. That looks pretty good. I think he just got on the wrong millennial line and missed the Chase Edmonds stop. <laughs> I mean, he it looked like Jimmy G forgot Kittle existed for the first or for like three quarters of that game this week too. Like that's there, not what you, what you want to see out of a third round pick. And and even worse than that is that he has Everett on his bench, who's been pretty good. But you just can't bring yourself to start Everett over Kittle, can you? Two tight ends. Flex him. Could flex him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I stand corrected. Have you guys seen the? Um... The Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey podcast that they started doing this God, year. that sounds horrible. Yeah. It's, it's not. really good, actually. I love it. Uh, Jason Kelsey had some sage advice for George Kittle recently. He said, if you want to be a top flight tight end, be worse at blocking. Because that's George Kittle's big problem. <laughs> Legit. Uh, no, that's, that's absolutely funny. true. I was going to say it in the um, in the chat, but I didn't want to. I just felt like Brandon maybe was just too vulnerable. I didn't want to add anything but i was actually going to say george kittle's biggest problem when it comes to fantasy is the fact that he's too good at blocking um and that's like not even being like facetious or anything like that's see i mentioned i mentioned that you hated travis kelsey and eric was like surprised this weekend like really why because the guy's a total fucking tool bag what are you talking about I think it's also, I would say, like a combination of the quarterback with the offense with the fact that he's going to block him. Because Rob Gronkowski is also a fantastic blocker, and that guy would still put up monster numbers. So I think it's a combination. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, Kelsey's point does stand that if he was a bad blocker, then it would just run him routes. But um, Or if Arthur Smith is your coach and you're a bad blocker, but a phenomenal athlete, then you block more. Because that's how you get better at blocking. Who would you rather have rest of the season, George Kittle or Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I mean, fuck me. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> or Gerald Everett. No, I, seriously, it it hurts so much because um, I think I'll speak for Brandon. Like when you take these guys so high, you know what they're capable of. The mental anguish of finally benching them and then having go for like 100 and a touchdown is it's almost worse than just like having them score three points every week. So mm-hmm. I think m- me personally, like I said before, I'm just going to keep starting Kyle Pitts um, and hope that it happens, but God, it sucks. Over under week that Kyle Pitts starts or, or is on Tony's bench. Six and a half. Zero. Yeah. He's not benching him. Ever? See, I think this totally matters on record, right? Like if Tony then loses the next two and he's looking three and three in the face and he's eighth in the league, he's going to be looking hard at Kyle Pitts. If he manages to win one of the next two and he's four and two and he's like sitting pretty, then he can keep going. Like when he's saying, you know, you don't want to have to make the decision to bench him, it's easy at three and one to make that, to say that. Those things are all true. Um, I will say I've, I have done a little perusing of the tight end waiver wires this week. Just a 
you know, just a quick look, just to see what's available. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, like walking into an empty gym, <laughs> just a dust bunny, like yeah. across it's the not good, floor. Right? It's like, uh, and then, uh, you know, the most, the thing that's just like drives me crazy is watching these like absolute statue tight ends that are still getting open. Like, like Dallas Goddard going for like 80 yards. Like it's not like Dallas Goddard's a fine player, but he's not the athlete that Kyle Pitts is, but it's just because like every once in a while he gets a pass and he runs with the ball. I'm like, it's not, he doesn't just get a pass. They like created screenplays for Dallas Goddard four times. I know (laughs) it blows my mind of like, how hard can it be? And, uh, anyway, yeah, just, why is he your whipping boy? That's like the third Dallas Goddard hate that we've gotten. <laughs> well, you bring up, I like Kyle Pitts analogy. Can we pick on somebody else? Because I feel like he's like the exact opposite of Kyle Pitts. I don't know. He's not that slow. Anthony is just deeply jealous of people that are 4 0. The only explanation. Do the Eagles and 49ers play ever this year? They do, they do not. <clears throat> You're lucky. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. We don't need to put you through that. Can we can we pick some prop bets? Oh yeah, Justin, you want to get in on this prop bet thing? We didn't actually put money on it last week, which was good. But well, I'm glad I didn't take any of your guys' props. <laughs> Did anybody win? No, no. no. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I was just shooting in the dark there. All I remember is the Kyle Pitts one. But yeah, but to be fair, we kind of like we um, tacked that on at the end. I think we're all panicking to find something to do because the actual player props are not out until later in the week. So we had to like make up our own. So that being said, I've spent just as much time on this one. So (laughs) I've already got mine. The FTA of the day yesterday was when I said to Kevin that Pitts got real close to that hundred yard mark. And he said he did. He said, yeah, he had one catch for 25 yards. And I saw Kevin laugh harder than he had all day. (laughs) (laughs) He he led his team in receiving. True. Shout out to Mike for the FTA. Sorry, what is an FTA? Fun time alert. Oh, (laughs) gotcha. I'm going to do the same thing and pick something that... I think is funny and I want to sweat. So I'm going Hayden Hurst, one touchdown. Oh, he's going back to back touchdowns? Back to back, baby. I mean, (laughs) Christ. (laughs) There's, yeah, okay. I'm a believer. Are you? Still not certain I'm going to start him, but. (laughs) I'm just going to hop in and I'm going to take something on the Thursday nighter. Um, Easy money, uh, Russell Wilson over interceptions. Against the reeling Colts defense. Uh, what What is the over? Half. Hmm. He's pretty conservative. Uh, he doesn't... Mm-hmm. I, I would probably not take that. That seems... That's not something he does. He doesn't throw picks. Yeah, it's bold. Yeah, it's bold. I mean, are we going bold or are we like actually trying to, to win here? What's more bold, Russell Wilson throwing an interception against the Colts or Hayden Hurst scoring another touchdown? I mean, that's... Is e- going to give me shit? Equally bold. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I did. I laughed. At, I literally laughed at Brendan, so... Well, I'm the one getting criticism for it. Yeah, well, I expect better from you. <laughs> All right, how about this, Eric? Just to make you think about your matchup and the Derek Carr start. Derek Carr over under three and a half touchdowns on Thanksgiving. Giving hammering the over. <laughs> Hammer. 
So you're you're hammering the over. I'm hammering the over. Oh, four man. touchdowns on Thanksgiving versus the Chiefs, and he gets to eat his turkey and have it too for sure. <laughs> okay, so just uh, for fun, <laughs> let's just look at the last time Derek Carr threw four touchdowns. <laughs> it was scrolling, scrolling. I'm in 2016. Oh, uh, week eight of 2016, Derek Carr threw four touchdowns against against Tampa Bay. Mm. A very different Tampa Bay. Hmm. He didn't even throw three last year. Not even one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Okay. Oh, sorry, I missed one. Actually, week four of 2018 against the Cleveland Browns. Oh. That was it. Was that part of their 0 and 16 run? Uh, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in 2016, wasn't that the year he was like an MVP candidate before he broke his leg? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. He had a lot of big weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, Justin, Kyler Murray, I'm going um, under two and a half total touchdowns. That's fair. I would because well, my defense is gonna have twenty points. So. Yeah, he's playing the Eagles' defense, so. I would go, um, I think he he's not going to throw more than two passing touchdowns. Not more than one, sorry. I would put uh, put him at one passing touchdown, but he always sometimes manages in like garbage time to scamper in there. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect word. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm pumped about is the Eagles defense is going to have at least three turnovers. And then Kyler's just going to pump up his numbers in garbage time versus a real soft Eagles defense. It's going to be great. I think I'm the only one left. Justin, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara over 0.5 snaps played next week. <laughs> so brave. Love it. But I do see Alvin Kamara uh, play in Seattle. And because you helped me out with yours, I'll help you out. And I'll take the over on whatever the rushing yards is for Love Alvin it. Kamara next week. Probably 200. Still taking the over? Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> That's what we love to see. I'll also take the under on 29 receiving yards for Kyle Pitts, just for shits and gigs. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, the sad thing is that you can take pot shots at me all you want for Kyle Pitts, and I have no um, retaliation because it's all true. He's been absolutely terrible, and it feels bad. Yeah. Feels the funny bad. thing, too, is all he needs is another – double-digit week, and it's enough to just keep him in the lineup. For oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. He's 20 just, yards and a touchdown, and you're going to be like, oh, he's back. He and just needs to tease a little bit more, undo one more button where you're like, oh, I'm back. And, uh, and yeah. He needs to, needs to do this. <laughs> come back for more. Yeah, unfortunately. You got to snip that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined your guys' podcast because everything I do is just video related only. Maybe we should start the live stream. Well, yeah, YouTube show. There we go. My hard drive is full, and uh, I feel like we've uh, gone off the deep end. So thank you, Justin, for joining us. And uh, good luck to everyone except Tony in week five. And we'll see you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs>